How to get what you want in life. How to get what we want in life explained. I had a dream last night. I was at an elegant restaurant with tall ceilings, velvet benches, and beautiful hanging chandeliers, and was seated at the end of the long main dining hall. My table was surrounded by tall, antique-paned windows, through which I could see a beautiful garden setting. Indeed, this restaurant was the place to be. Unfortunately for me, I arrived to supper well after all of my dozen friends had been served, eaten and departed, and yet I was still determined to have a meal and enjoy it nevertheless alone. While the table was still covered in plates, I sat down in a huff after running to get to the restaurant. The waitress arrived wearing a crisp, white, linen-collared, long-sleeved shirt and a large black apron draped over her long black pants. Elegantly dressed, she asked me what I wanted to eat. I looked at all the plates around me, scanning the ingredients. I saw leftover artichoke, capers, chicken, lemon in a glass of water, and a plate of spaghetti pasta. I said to her, I'll take a chicken piccata. Without hesitation, she said, but that's not on the menu. I knew unequivocally that... At least one chef in this elegant restaurant knew how to make a simple chicken piccata. My husband Frank learned how to make a chicken piccata just to make me happy, as a matter of fact. And, more importantly, I knew this elegant restaurant would make anything I asked for as long as they had the ingredients. It was as if I knew all of the chefs in the back were my friends. I showed her all of the ingredients on the table and pointed to her giant menu in hand. I explained... I don't need to look at the menu to know that it's possible to have chicken piccata. What I see on this table right now tells me that it's possible. And off she went to order a chicken piccata for me. How to get what you want in life from yourself. My dream serves as a metaphor for the great dining hall of life. The chefs in the back represent the God in you and its magical, mysterious, and powerful ways of arranging all of the ingredients of life to get us our heart's desire. The waitress represents our subconscious mind. The, our conscious mind is represented by yours truly, me. Our ability to observe, analyze, and deduce is our logic. The chefs are your friends. They want to make you happy and give you exactly what you order. So, you have to order precisely. This is what the God in you is designed to do. The subconscious mind takes orders and delivers it to your chef. It cannot refuse you, but it can tell you what it doesn't have programmed. This allows you to make your own selection. The conscious mind commands the subconscious mind to do exactly what it wants. No ifs. No ands or buts. Our logic serves as an observational function and helps us to determine, based on deduction, what is available. Our desire to eat out of everything on the menu and in life, the chicken piccata is a matter of the heart, is your hunger in life. It can never be permanently quenched, only temporarily. That's why we go to the great dining hall of life whenever a hunger arises and order our latest desire. No one can stop the heart's desire from being expressed. All of these aspects of the mind work together to deliver. Each one has a job. It's not for God to decide what you want. 
It's up to your conscious mind. It's not the waiter's job to refuse you. Its only job is to make, take your command and put it through to your infinite nature. It's not your conscious mind to make things happen. It's up to the God in you to deliver according to the nature and timing of the recipe. You can't force the chef to deliver a perfectly cooked chicken piccata in five minutes. It may take 25 minutes from scratch. Your conscious mind just needs to enjoy the surroundings, relax, and wait. For it already did the job of showing up to the restaurant, sitting down and ordering. There's nothing more to do. Why you don't get what you want in life. Some people intuitively and without knowledge or even conscious awareness of how these functions work use them perfectly. Ask anyone who has ever done anything fantastic or amazing in life how they got there, and all they can tell you is the experiences that led up to the moment in question. Those are the bridge of incidences, as Neville Goddard used to put it. That's why there are marketers, beauty gurus, pastors, CEOs who try to tell in their books what happened, but they don't actually tell you how. They think the what happened is the how. Au contraire, it's not the how. So hapless would-be entrepreneurs, budding stars and musicians, creators of every kind, think they need to, quote, get discovered, end quote, or, quote, go on Shark Tank, end quote, or, quote, get an audition on American Idol, end quote, or, quote, win the lottery, quote, to get anything in life. But when they don't get what they want, they get sad, Mad, frustrated, doubtful, afraid, and most of all, angry. Believe me, I've been there. I've made that mistake. Shift your focus and get what you want in life. The funny thing about my work is that I don't have anything particular to sell you. Some people think it's books, subconscious instruction cards, or even my consulting time and years of expertise. If anything, it's a remembrance of how things work so you can let them work for you. The metaphor also goes into recognizing that if you don't use the ingredients on the table, that is, the mental and creative functions available to you, you'll never get what you want. Instead, you'll be stuck with what's on the menu of life. The nuclear family, the corporate soul-sucking job, the pressure of your local society's expectations, your parents' or partners' expectations, or your religious upbringing, whatever you've been programmed with since birth. One way or another, we abandon these faculties of creative life. We, perhaps, fail to use our logic in analyzing life situations around us and fail to notice the cues, like when to sell or buy stocks at a great price. Don't get my husband started on when he ignored my recommendation to buy Bitcoin in 2009. Maybe we use our subconscious mind improperly by watching trash TV or fake news, Complaining and gossiping with friends, worrying about worst-case scenarios, letting old experiences determine your present and future experiences. Or, we don't trust our God power and don't believe that we'll get what we ordered in perfect timing and in a perfect way. So, we try to consciously control situations through manipulation, fear, threat, or force. We could not use our conscious mind to advocate for ourselves stand up for ourselves, and insist on what our heart truly desires. Perhaps we conform our minds to the wants and needs of others and abandon our heart's desires for an acceptance and love. And finally, we ignore our heart, our hunger for life, 
We de deny our desires. We repress our wants and needs out of a fear of rejection or doubt that we'll never actually get what we want from life. You can and do get what you want in life. The most challenging part of my job is watching people fail to believe in themselves, which is ultimately the embodiment of the innate nature within them to conceive, command, and create the life of their truest desire. It's not fun to watch people stress themselves out, complain, worry, and get swallowed up in doubt. It's not fun to watch people crack under self-imposed pressure. It's not fun to watch people fail. It's not fun to watch people lose themselves and dash their dreams through self-sabotage. But not all is lost. The same functions that get you what you want also get you what you don't want. The only difference is the order. When you get what you ordered from the kitchen, a steaming pile of bleep, you get irate, angry, and upset. You demand to talk to the chef and get an explanation. We foolishly believe that it's whoever did us wrong in life, our boss, kids, partner, parents, friends. But in fact, it's what you expect again. Don't act like you don't know what I mean, because we all go into life situations with clear expectations, for better or for worse. Our expectations 100% guarantee what we get in life. Even if you say out loud, get me a chicken piccata, but expect a steaming pile of mm -mm -mm, you're 100% guaranteed to get a steaming pile of mm-hmm. That's why I laugh at people who post tons of spiritual and inspirational quotes, but their lives, finances, and relationships and health are a total mess. I'm not laughing at them. I'm laughing at the behavior. I can't hear what you say, but I can see what you expect from life. It doesn't matter what you do or how you try to hack the natural processes of your creative faculties. Your expectations determine from the start what you're going to get back from the kitchen of life. Why Law of Attraction Doesn't Work Law of Attraction is really bad marketing. It seems to me that Law of Attraction was the cheap ripoff of the actual Law of Assumption which by semantics are two completely different concepts. Attraction is the function. Assumption is the law that you get, not what you visualize in life, but what you expect to get from life. All of the vision boards in the world can't save you from your expectations. The most powerful psychic in the world can't make your present potential come true if you don't expect the life of your dreams. This is why rare clients say sometime after a reading, so-and-so didn't happen, as you said. I can tell you what I see and what is possible, but I cannot, by virtue that I cannot expect for you what you do not believe to be true for yourself, make it happen. The golden rule of do unto others as you would have them do unto you comes into effect. I can't expect for you what you cannot expect for me. If you cannot expect from me riches beyond my wildest imagination, how can you possibly imagine them for yourself? If you expect life, lovers, friends, children, colleagues to abandon you, mistreat you, hurt you, and betray you, you will get by the very nature of your being. You get exactly what you expect. 
assumption, in effect, is expectation. Get good at expecting the best. I have reflected on situations in my recent past that have gone sideways. I noticed where my expectations went wrong and corrected them in the nick of time to get what I really expected in the first place. It takes some logical effort to get back and notice where I went wrong and make the correction. But it is possible to get back on track and tell the waiter of your life, that is your subconscious mind, to change the order so the chef, your God nature, can correct that. That, in effect, is mercy. The Money Formula, my book, is a great place of starting to analyze your beliefs, which are fundamentally the source of your expectations in life. When we correct our beliefs, our expectations naturally change with little to no effort. Taking a step comes with the expectation that your feet will hit the ground and your legs won't give out. Apply that to every situation in your life. You have to trust that the laws of nature will never fail you. Take a look at what you're expecting out of life. You're getting exactly what you order. Are you getting what you expect from life? Let me know in the comments. If you enjoyed this essay, share it with a friend or someone you love. And support this podcast by buying one of my books on Amazon, especially the book, The Money Formula. Change your relationship with money in seven steps and 15 minutes or less.